Letter sixteen of Letters of John Keats to His Family and Friends, edited by Sidney Colvin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. To John Hamilton Reynolds, Oxford, Sunday morn, September twenty first, eighteen seventeen. My dear Reynolds, so you are determined to be my mortal foe. Draw a sword at me, and I will forgive. Put a bullet in my brain and I will shake it out as a dewdrop from the lion's mane. Put me on a gridiron, and I will fry with great complacency. But, oh horror, to come upon me in the shape of a dun. Send me bills. As I say to my tailor, send me bills, and I'll never employ you more. However, needs must when the devil drives, and for fear of before and behind Mr. Honeycomb, I'll proceed. I have not time to elucidate the forms and shapes of the grass and trees, for rot it. I forgot to bring my mathematical case with me, which, unfortunately, contained my triangular prisms, so that the hues of the grass cannot be dissected for you. For these last five or six days, we have had regularly a boat on the Isis, and explored all the streams about, which are more in number than your eyelashes. We sometimes skim into a bed of rushes, and there become naturalized river folks. There's one particularly nice nest, which we have christened Reynolds Cove, in which we have read Wordsworth and talked as may be. I think I see you and Hunt meeting in the pit. What a very pleasant fellow he is, if he would give up the sovereignty of a room pro bono. What evenings we might pass with him, could we have him from Mrs. H., Failings I am always rather rejoiced to find in a man than sorry for. They bring us to a level. He has them, but then his make-ups are very good. He agrees with a northern poet in this. He is not one of those who much delight to season their fireside with personal talk. I must confess, however, having a little itch that way, and at this present moment, I have a few neighborly remarks to make. The world, and especially our little England, has, within the last thirty years, been vexed and teased by a set of devils, whom I detest so much that I almost hunger after an acharontic promotion to a torturer, purposely for their accommodation. These devils are a set of women, who, having taken a snack or luncheon of literary scraps, set themselves up for towers of Babel in languages, Sapphos in poetry, Euclids in geometry, and everything in nothing. Among such, the name of Montague has been preeminent. The thing has made a very uncomfortable impression on me. I had longed for some real feminine modesty in these things, and was therefore gladdened in the extreme on opening the other day one of Bailey's books, a book of poetry written by one beautiful Mrs. Phillips, a friend of Jeremy Taylor's, and called The Matchless Orinda. You must have heard of her, and most likely read her poetry. I wish you have not, that I may have the pleasure of treating you with a few stanzas. I do it at a venture. You will not regret reading them once more. The following to her friend Mrs. M. A. at parting, you will judge of. I have examined, and do find, of all that favor me. There's none I grieve to leave behind but only, only thee. To part with thee I needs must die, could parting separate thee and I. 
but neither chance nor compliment did element our love twas sacred sympathy was lent us from the choir above that friendship fortune did create still fears a wound from time or fate our changed and mingled souls are grown to such acquaintance now that if each would resume their own alas we know not how we have each other so engrossed that each is in the union lost and thus we can no absence know nor shall we be confined our active souls will daily go to learn each other's mind nay should we never meet to sense our souls would hold intelligence inspired with a flame divine i scorn to court a stay for from that noble soul of thine i ne'er can be away but i shall weep when thou dost grieve nor can i die whilst thou dost live by my own temper i shall guess at thy felicity and only like my happiness because it pleaseth thee our hearts at any time will tell if thou or i be sick or well all honour sure i must pretend all that is good or great she that would be rosania's friend must be at least complete if i have any bravery tis cause i have so much of thee thy leisure soul in me shall lie and all thy thoughts reveal and back again with mine shall fly and thence to me shall steal thus still to one another tend such is the sacred name of friend thus our twin souls in one shall grow and teach the world new love redeem the age and sex and show of flame fate dares not move and courting death to be our friend our lives together too shall end a dew shall dwell upon our tomb of such a quality that fighting armies thither come shall reconciled be will ask no epitaph but say orinda and rosania in other of her poems there is a most delicate fancy of the fletcher kind which we will con over together so hayden is in town i had a letter from him yesterday we will contrive as the winter comes on but that is neither here nor there have you heard from rice has martin met with a cumberland beggar or been wondering at the old leech gatherer has he a turn for fossils that is is he capable of sinking up to his middle in a morass how is hazlitt we were reading his table last night i know he thinks himself not estimated by ten people in the world i wish he knew he is i am getting on famous with my third book have written eight hundred lines thereof and hope to finish it next week bailey likes what i have done very much believe me my dear reynolds one of my chief layings up is the pleasure i shall have in showing it to you i may now say in a few days i have heard twice from my brothers they're going on very well and send their remembrances to you we expected to have had notices from little hampton this morning we must wait till tuesday i am glad of their days with the dilks you are i know very much teased in that precious london and want all the rest possible so i shall be contented with as brief a scrawl a word or two till there comes a pat hour send us a few of your stanzas to read in reynolds cove give my love and respects to your mother and remember me kindly to all at home yours faithfully john keats i have left the doublings for bailey who is going to say that he will write you tomorrow End of letter 16